In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the Gospel reading, we get what is really the eternal question, literally. The lawyer comes to Christ and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Christ, as he, as he uh, seems to do very often, turns it back to the man and says, well, what do you read? And the man says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And Christ actually says, that's the right answer. You answered properly and correctly. That is right. That's how we go about inheriting eternal life. But the lawyer asks another good probing question. He must have been a good lawyer. You're asking that probing question, well, who is my neighbor? And that's where we get this great uh, parable of the Good Samaritan that we are all familiar with. But the man asks that question because he's a little concerned. He's worried that, well, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, that sounds hard. (laughs) And if that's what you're thinking, and if that's what he was thinking, he was right. And you are right. That is hard. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Those are things that are difficult. And and that's why that's the answer to the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? It's not easy. Well, this morning, Lord willing, I'd like to use someone who was standing there when this parable was spoken for the first time. At least I would imagine so. Because this morning we are celebrating the feast of the Holy Apostle Philip, my patron. And he was, at least I believe, standing there while this parable was originally uh, said and given to the man. And there are things that uh, Philip's encounters with Christ can help us to understand how we can, not alone, and that's a very important thing, not alone, but together, united to the church, united to Christ and the church, be able to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. Now, in the tradition of the church, after the ascension into heaven, uh, Philip actually uh, went to Greece and went to Asia. And it says that he even traveled with uh, the, uh, his sister, Mariamne, and the Apostle Bartholomew, and some even with our own patron of our church, St. John the Theologian. And in fact, uh, I like to think that they were, um, that they were good friends uh, because they were some of the, the, the younger of the apostles. And while we don't have a, uh, a specific icon of St. Philip in the nave of the church, he's actually in five icons that are here at the church. And I'll let you try to figure out which ones those are, um, but not while I'm talking. Uh, But you can try to figure those out later. Uh, But Philip is often one of three apostles when they're all all depicted together who's depicted without a beard. John, the theologian, Thomas, and Philip are depicted without beards. And so that's a hint about where you can find those. But before he goes out on his ministry, there are three places in the scripture... All of them in the Gospel of John, another reason why I think that John and Philip were good pals. Uh, There are three places where there are specific interactions that Christ has with Philip. And I would like to look at those as places where we can understand how we can love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. The first one that I want to talk about is the one that actually happens last. 
The last one is in John chapter 14, and in that chapter, it's the middle of the Last Supper. And it's the middle of that beautiful sermon, that teaching that our Lord uh, is giving to the apostles just before he goes to the garden where he is arrested and where he is then taken ultimately to his crucifixion. And so it's right there at the very end of uh, his life, uh, the end of his ministry. And Philip kind of interrupts him during this talk. And he says to the Lord, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough. And the Lord kind of looks at Philip and rolls his eyes. Philip, how long am I going to be with you? And at that point, not very much longer. How long am I going to be with you? He who has seen me has seen the Father, is what he responds to to Philip there. And how does that help us? Well, if we are going to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we have got to know Him. And the whole purpose of our Lord's coming in the flesh was to reveal God to us. He reveals God to us, and then He destroys the power of that which separates us from God. And so the way that we can love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is to know God. And the place and way for us to know God is in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And of course, the place where we are able to connect with Him and learn about Him so that we can love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is here in the body of the church. It's not enough for us to just go and to read certain things and to uh, hear great speakers. I say that, of course, because we just had a great speaker this weekend here uh, for our women's retreat with Priya Frederica Matthews Greed. That's great, but we need to experience that God in the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the church. And so that's the first thing that Philip helps us with. The second thing, one of the things that's so difficult for us about being able to love our neighbor is that we hold back. We hold back and we trust ourselves more than we trust God. Now in John chapter 6, Philip had a very powerful experience, as did all of the apostles, with a reminder of how we can trust God. Because... There in John chapter 6 is the moment where this multitude is coming to Christ. 5,000 men, not counting women and children, should spark what's going to happen next. Christ looks at this multitude and he turns specifically to Philip and he says, Philip, how are we going to feed everybody? Now one thing that it says about the tradition about St. Philip is that he's a very bookish person. I love that about him because if you've ever walked into my office, you know how much I love books. So he does a little calculation, (laughs) figures it out, thinks about it. Lord, it would take over 200 denarii to be able to feed all of these people. And 200 denarii, according to the commentary in the Orthodox Study Bible, was something like six months worth of an average person's wages. Now, if you're talking about the apostles... And Jesus, who maybe had not been working very much because they'd been traveling around teaching and preaching and all of that. They don't have 200 denarii to be able to feed all of these people. And then that's when the Lord 
feeds the 5,000 and not only breaks the bread and the fish and distributes them to the people, not only feeds them, but Philip was one who was going around with the baskets and he had a whole basket full himself, as did all of the rest of the apostles left over. The Lord provided exactly what the faithful needed. And we pray that every single time we pray the Lord's Prayer, which I hope we pray multiple times a day. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us the things that we need for our sustenance to survive throughout the day. Help us then, Lord, to trust that that is actually true. And that's why we, don't, why we hold back and why we can't love our neighbor as much as we should, because we hold back and we don't trust God as much as we should, as much as we could if we were to really see and experience the ways that he provides for us each and every day. And that's another reason why we need the community of the church and one another, because sometimes we find ourselves in a dark place and someone else might be able to remind us of how God provided for them before. Or we have the lives of the saints to tell us how God provided for them before. And perhaps we are one that can share with others how God has provided for us before so that we can trust God and we can therefore love our neighbor as ourselves. So in those two encounters, Philip helps us to know God, to love him, and to be able to trust God so that we can love our neighbor. And that brings us to the last one, which was really the first one, the first time that Christ and Philip ever came in contact with one another. Philip was from the same town as uh, Andrew and Simon Peter, Bethsaida. And so right after they are called, according to the Gospel of John, Christ sees Philip and he says, follow me. Follow me. And Philip follows Christ. And we don't know what what Christ said to Philip at that moment, but we do know Philip's response not only to follow Christ, but the next thing that Philip does is he goes to find his friend Nathaniel. And he goes to Nathaniel and he says, Nathaniel, we have found the person who has fulfilled the scripture. We've found the Messiah. He's from Nazareth. And that's when Nathaniel says, What good can come out of Nazareth? And Philip says perhaps the most powerful words that he could have ever said, and perhaps the same words that he kept saying to people throughout the course of his entire ministry, which, uh, which ended in 86 when he was crucified upside down. He said to Nathaniel, come and see. He just invited him and said, come and see. And so what does that tell us? Well, brothers and sisters, tomorrow begins the Nativity Fast. Tomorrow. Philip's feast day always occurs on November 14th, so it's always outside of the fast. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for naming me. But tomorrow begins the Nativity Fast. Come and see. Come and see. Now is our perfect opportunity for us to be able to answer that question. What can we do to inherit eternal life? The church gives us profound opportunities. Every single thing that we do as a community is meant to build up our knowledge of God so that we can love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And because we do it united together as a community, it is done in such a way that we can then love our neighbor as ourselves, and we can then inherit eternal life. Because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Come and see. Don't just put your foot in a little bit during the fast. 
come and see. Take hold of all of the resources, all of the things that the church has to offer for us so that we can inherit eternal life. And so that we can ask that question with the lawyer and we can answer it not only with our minds, but thanks to the prayers of Philip and all of the saints and the witness that they give to us, we are able to participate in that reality to know God and to love our neighbor so that we ourselves can inherit eternal life. So Philip says, this Philip, and the Apostle Philip too, says, come and see. Come and see. And may we all see one another. May we love one another. May we most especially love God and may we come together and see together eternal life. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.